about the happy ending. No, no happy ending. <laughs> oh man, that's depressing. <laughs> yeah, it was a mediocre ending. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's funny. I was thinking like all the people who said like people in the South, they're racist, whatever, blah, blah, blah. The biggest state state in the South, which maybe I'm just guessing on this, but I'm I'm going to presume it's Texas. A lot of heavy Hispanic influence, a lot of Hispanic people here. So I don't know if that's even true. But I also feel like if you live in Texas, you got to learn how to speak Spanish. You know, I think like lower parts of Texas for shit, mm-hmm. um, like San Antonio, there's a good amount, but there's, they all speak English too, you know. So, yeah. but if you go more south, uh, they, I forgot. But anyways, everything down south is all like Hispanic. Mm. Legit, all Hispanic. You know what's a crazy thing? Mm. Uh, I looked at the demographics. It said that San Antonio has seventy percent white people, which confused yeah. the fuck out of me because I'm like, bro, I see more Hispanics than white people. It might be the part of town you're in. Maybe mm. I don't know. Like we went to downtown for uh, near Christmas time. There was a parade, and legit, uh, all we saw was Hispanics, like all around the city, like all around downtown. No way, like there's more white people. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Plus, it kind of opens up your dating pool too, too. If you if you learn Spanish, if you live in Texas. <laughs> hey, regardless, bro, you'll pull the these Hispanic girls. They they like you regardless. Why? Yeah, it's. I don't know why, bro. Especially if you tell them you're from California. You tell any girl in Texas you're from California, bro, they they, they melt, bro. They get wet. <laughs> For <That's>, no way. <laughs> like what? they their their energy goes to ten times out of nowhere. Right? At first they're like, Are oh, you a bum ass nigga, whatever, you know what I'm saying? And then tell they're like, Oh, I said, where you from? Or oh, are you from here? Something like that, right? I'm from California. I ain't from California. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they, they want to know all about me. Oh, shit. shit, shit I, guess, I guess it's sort of like saying you're from a different country. <laughs> Did I? I swear to God. It's like, it's like saying, hey, hey, hey. It's like saying I'm from London, bro. <laughs> Did I? So. Yeah. That's you crazy. Know? That's yeah. crazy. I don't know. It's we'll so see. Funny. We'll see how it goes. But that's funny. I don't know. Texas is interesting. I haven't gotten a chance to explore much. Uh, it's But even like going downtown, I, I just got some groceries and stuff. And I was like, Whole Foods in downtown work way better than I think it would work any other city. Literally, they have parking, underground parking on the first floor for people that you don't have to pay for and everything. Like every other big city I've been to is like, they, it costs money just to drive around and park somewhere. Dude, it's such a pain in the ass typically living in a big city because owning a car sucks because street parking and finding parking at all is usually a pain in the ass. And then everything costs, like money just leaves your wallet just like any big city, especially New York City is very common for this. Everything costs money. Even the things that normally would be free would cost money like parking such a pain in the ass and all that but exploring dallas i'm like i haven't had to deal with any of that crap yet you know yeah you haven't explored dallas enough yet uh that's yeah. why you it hasn't hit you hit your money yet oh for real it's you, normally you're gonna, you're gonna feel it bro <laughs> the oh, taxes damn. here are higher <laughs> taxes yeah like the food tax all that for um real? 
yeah, uh, when you're getting shit from Amazon things. So I guess I got more to learn. <laughs> yeah, you, you're gonna. I thought the same thing too, and then I came out here. I was like, I was like, what the fuck? Why am I spending uh, just as much as I was spending in California? It's shit crazy. Uh, you know. At least gas is cheap though. Gas is hella cheap. Yeah, hella cheap for sure. Yeah. yeah, having a car isn't too bad so far. Yeah, yeah, um, and it's it's good for our business. You know, um, we have to fill up yeah. gas a lot, so uh, our gas is usually twenty five dollars to fill up. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty solid. That's nice. I don't know. I don't know if I'll end up staying in Dallas because I passed through Irving, Texas, and I kind of like the Irving vibe a little better. Really? But how about Waco? Did, did you check out Waco? No, I, I'm going to be checking out lots lots of parts of Texas over the next month, I guess. I have this Airbnb for a month, so I'll be checking out a bunch of things. And I did, you know, spending some time in Chicago with Jordan. She has a nice building apartment that has a bunch of amenities in the building with a gym, a podcast room, which maybe you've seen some of my videos lately with the soundproofing and stuff. That was nice, too. Uh. And a bunch of other amenities for people who have dogs and I really like the fitness thing because the gym was right there and I don't have to like get into a car to go to the gym. And it was decent enough. Yeah. And there's all these like other perks or whatever that they have in the building. So I was thinking, you know, I could do something like that. I've never lived in an apartment building like that before, but I was like, oh, this mm-hmm. is this is kind of nice, you know? Yeah. With uh, the doorman and everything. But yeah. I don't know. The, the focus here is work. So whatever... So right now I'm in like a, a Airbnb that has a co-working space downstairs. The unit I have actually has a really nice desk and chair, which I'm actually recording this podcast on right now. It's very, very nice. The setup is nice. It's very industrial. I'm digging the vibe, so I might look for some place like this I can chill at long term. And okay. so I just got a bunch of exploration to do. But it's just been a lot of traveling, and this is the first time I've gotten a chance to just settle down. Literally got back, flew in two days ago from chicago wait you, you've been to chicago before though right like before yeah with the, yeah the last um, time i went to chicago again was with jordan too we did a road trip to pick up her car that she bought in minnesota and so we figured we'd turn it into a road trip we were dating back then and um mm. yeah it was it was dope like chicago in winter is cold though like uh Hell yeah it's cold it wasn't as cold as it normally was though the wind makes it fucking worse wind is the fucking <laughs> yeah. worst i've ever experience in my life bro. yeah i never actually i don't want to go back to that city bro. it's it's great in the summer <laughs> it's great in the summer and then i just kept saying oh that's where that scene from batman was oh no that's mm. where that scene went <laughs> literally everywhere looks like it was batman <laughs> and uh so it was an interesting experience hanging out with jordan again and uh we did some cool things too uh like one what? thing <laughs> one thing was a what do they call it? An ancient massage. What the fuck? <laughs> is it like <laughs> yeah. uh, some uh, uh, Chinese dude doing it or something? No. <laughs> ancient, like old. It was like basically a bathhouse um, that included a massage. So we were doing all this moving and I ended up moving a lot of stuff. And she figured, you know, after doing all this moving, it'd be nice to have something relaxing that could relax your body and stuff. So she scheduled it near the end of my trip as a yeah, surprise. Yeah, that's some weird ass shit. <laughs> what? No, no, no. That's she scheduled so it as a surprise. She scheduled it as a surprise. And I learned that I don't like surprises because not because I didn't enjoy the experience. I actually did. But 
I just don't like the anticipation or wondering like if I'm prepared for the experience. And if I had known, I would have been maybe slightly more prepared, but it was still a good experience. Essentially, it's this bathhouse. Basically, it's like this place where people come to like, it's supposed to be like a relaxing experience that maybe you come with a, a girl or usually girls might go with their friends or whatever. And really it's just about, so they have a bunch of pools underground. Okay. And they're you all can't go with another guy. You could, I guess, but it'd be, fu- it'd be kind of gay. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. You, you have to wear a bathing suit and everything. So it's all, it's basically like, think of it like a water park, but very, Adult, for adult, very adult, very adult, very high class. They had like mm-hmm. people ser- serve you towels and pressed juice and all that. And basically, it's a bunch of pools at varying temperatures or different experiences. So they had this one pool that was heavily that had hella salt in it. So basically, mm-hmm. you can float in it very easy. Mm-hmm. And that's usually where you start off because it's also at a lower temperature. And then they also have these like sh- showers with like this huge mound of. Himalayan salt and so you use the salt to like rub your skin and exfoliate yourself while you're under this warm shower and you could do that they also had another pool that was at a higher temperature that also led outside to the waterfall to a waterfall it was a small waterfall but still and basically you could get you could feel the cold Chicago air while being deep in this warm pool and water Mm. rushing water rushing over your head and then they also had a sauna. They also had uh, other pools at higher temperatures. They also had one pool that was at the highest temperature. Nothing scalding, but definitely warmer than all the other ones. Next to it, they also had a very cold pool. And so the idea was you would go in the hot pool, then walk out and go into the cold pool and do a cold plunge just to come back out and okay. go into the hot pool. And so it's supposed to like do something for your circulatory system or whatever. I don't know. Like wake you up or something? Or something like uh, refresh your body in some way. I don't know. The The tour guide said something, but I don't know. <laughs> to me, I was just like, oh, interesting. And Jordan hates cold shit. She's a very mm. skinny girl. So I was like, yo, we have to do that. <laughs> and so that's basically the pool area. And so... Me and Jordan, we go, we do, we enjoy all the different things, which then concluded this entire experience with a massage. Okay, a couple's massage, as <laughs> as she ordered. <laughs> and uh, what does that mean? Is, like, what, like what's what's entailed in a couple? It's just basically you two, two people get massaged at the same time by different people. That's it. But are you in the same room together? Technically, yeah, but I mean, we're not talking to each other. Because literally, we were like... Then why is it called couples? I don't fucking know, dude. That's fucking <laughs> weird. <laughs> it is weird. It wasn't... I was like, oh, okay, this is this is a couples massage. Interesting. But whatever. It's my first, like, legit massage ever. And it's one of those things I was thinking, like, guys never just do. You know? Like, yeah. have, you, have you ever gotten a massage like that? Whereas... No. Yeah, see, guys don't think of ever doing this thing alone. I've never done a massage before, but... I have done like uh, cupping. Yeah. And so it's like for this thing, like it was a full massage, a full body massage. And yeah, they tell you to like strip basically and get under the covers. <laughs> I swear. And, like you're uh, naked underneath? Yeah, you're naked underneath. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, and it was weird because there were two 
two women who were going to be giving the massage, right? Mm-hmm. And I got the bigger one for obvious reasons. <laughs> and then Jordan was like asking me, you think they planned it that way? Like the men get the bigger girl <laughs> or something? I was like, I don't know. But it would be smart on their part. And so basically it's like this whole full body. They start with the head or they start with the hands first and then the arms and then the head and all it's like they're just massaging your whole body like as you would imagine and mm-hmm. yeah you're naked underneath some covers but then they just expose certain parts of your body so like when they start with my left hand they pull my left hand out and then cover the rest of my body with the, the, the covers and mm-hmm. so i wasn't actually naked in front of them at any point because i was i was still covered and then so they mm-hmm. do your whole body is uh more relaxing than i expected it would be but it was also just weird because a stranger's touching me and everything and then it concluded and that was the experience about the happy ending <laughs> yeah i <laughs> joked about that too <laughs> no no happy ending <laughs> oh man that's depressing <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah it was a mediocre ending <laughs> <laughs> but i was just thinking like it's one of those things guys never do no guy would ever think you know what i want to go to this ancient uh massage place you know and i was seeing all the people who were there right all the guys who showed up were dragged i don't know if they're dragged but they were all with women and you could tell it was not their idea (laughs) (laughs) like it wasn't my idea (laughs) yeah yeah and i'm just watching them come in and all that i'm like yeah none of these guys thought of this it was all the women And, uh, yeah, it was an interesting experience. And guys out there, it's not gay if you do it by yourself, but it is gay if you invite a homie. <laughs> That's what I know, I'm saying. I know niggas uh, from college. Yeah. Um, they, would, uh, uh, they would tell me, like, hey, yeah, we're planning on going to this massage. And they tell me they stay experience. They, they go together as a group. There's, like, four of them, you know? They go together. My, I was at my series. It was amazing. I'm like, what the fuck? I explain like what well, made it so good. Just you know, like, bro, you get the happy ending. You know what I'm saying? Like, you <laughs> they actually got happy endings. <laughs> yeah, bro. They went there just for the happy ending. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. dude, I, it's crazy because like I see these massage parlors everywhere. Like yeah. every time you go into like a small shopping area, at least in California, when I was going, I'm like, who actually goes to these massages? You know, they look very discreet. And they're open. Mm-hmm. You see the lights on at night. There was mm-hmm. one place where I was in California where it was an ATM I went to because I think uh, they had the lowest fees. They also had a boba spot I would go to. And there was a Jack and Box there that I liked the food. But I would always see this massage parlor. I'm like, that they got to be doing some shady shit there. Because if they were a legit massage spot, they would look better. Mm-hmm. You know? And so, I don't know. And I see these everywhere, too. Every like shopping area that's small, like just off the highway kind of thing. I see that shit. I'm like, I can't tell if they're legit or not. And if I can't tell, I assume that it's got to be one of those places. But wow, it's like, all right. Yeah, I mean, I I can't. I've never had those kind of massages, but I guess guys enjoy it, at least according to your your friends. Mm -hmm. Like, um, there's this spot that me and Abdu go always for hookah Mm -hmm. and uh, Houston, right Mm -hmm. next door. That, um, they they do hair right. They braid hair for guys, and uh, a part of their package, if you remember, you get the happy ending too. You get to have what? You get the happy ending too. <laughs> for hair? 
Yeah. <laughs> it's a salon kind of thing for guys. This shit was what weird, the bro. Fuck? <laughs> no way. Hey, no Houston's way. You're lying. Bro. I ain't gonna lie, bro. You're lying, bro. No way. You just ask him, hey, what is that shot right there? He'll explain that shit to you. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you get your hair yeah. done and then you get jerked off. Yeah. Or does it happen the <laughs> other way around? Do they jerk you off first and then do your hair? No, um, do you do your hair and then um, if you're a member, you get you get jerked off. I think I don't remember if jerked off or you get a blowjob. I, I forget. Oh yeah, my bro. God, <laughs> that's fucking weird. holy shit. Mm-hmm. Houston, huh? Welcome Damn. to Texas. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> holy shit. That's hilarious, man. Oh, my God. If you're a member, so you're vetted, huh? Mm-hmm. Then, damn. I wonder if women go to these things for happy endings, too. Hell, no. Nah. No How way. do you know? How do you know? Maybe that's why women like massages so much, you know? Think about no it. Way. Like, why do you think they like massages so much? They like having strangers touch them. It's highly suspect, man. Highly, highly suspect. If, if men are doing it, wouldn't women, too? That's what I'm thinking. It's weird, because... If all this is happening and it's all technically illegal, but it's happening anyways, like it's just funny the way people just react to certain things. You know, now you see on social media and stuff like certain people get accused of certain things. And it's just like, you know, like uh, if this kind of massage places exist here and what they're being accused of is doesn't seem as bad. (laughs) Like if you want to call any of this bad, you know, like. That's crazy. You know what? When should I come visit, by the way? Wouldn't it make more sense if I drove down? Why? I don't know. I love Dallas, so I'm going to go to the Habesha nightclub with you. There's a Habesha nightclub? They have like four of those, five of those. Oh, one of them is called Habibis, I think. Habibis? No, no, no. (laughs) No way. Never mind. It's not Habibis. Okay. Yeah, I'll check it out. Habesha nightclubs, specifically. They they be going on to like uh, 5, 6 a.m., bro. Damn. Yeah. You get hookah, you get drinks, or you chill, you know what I'm saying? Like like a nightclub vibe. Hmm. Yeah, and then everybody's dancing. It's all Habasha music, by the way. Ah, uh, come on. Are you yeah. serious? Yeah, what, what do you expect? <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Like fucking hip hop shit. Oh, they're all fives? Yeah. Like, all, each one of these locations are fives, bro. Running it. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but it's interesting. There's a good amount of Habasha people in Dallas. It's ridiculous. Like, this is strong community here. Um, take it out. Okay. I don't know. Are you a, a clubbing kind of guy? Um, I used to be. Mm. Used to be, yeah. I used to go a lot. Like, I used to go every weekend. Like, mm. uh, this was like before COVID. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Every day, every, like, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I go, <laughs> like, I go crazy and shit. Wow. Yeah. Um, I don't do that anymore. Uh, COVID, COVID came me, like, calmed me down. Man. Now I just like all of, all of that is just wasting time. Man, I'm just spending. I get tired and man, I don't get motivated. Like to get back to work, you know what I'm saying? Trying to hustle on the business and shit like that. I, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it slows me down. So yeah, that's just been out of my life for the good. Okay. Yeah. But once in a while, yeah, once in a while, I'll, like if, if the homie is going or something like that, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll drop in. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But in, in San Antonio, shit. I'll never go out of San Antonio. It is shit. Dry as fuck. Hmm. Yeah. But the hookah, hookah lounge would be nice. The funny thing is, is, like, I don't club. I only went to a club once or twice. 
No, no, uh, once. It's less than five times for sure. Less than what you can count on one hand. And, yeah. you know, I, I'm way past the staying up late at night kind yeah. of thing. I don't drink, at least not like that. I don't like loud music. <laughs> like, that shit's kind of annoying. And then the dancing part, if it's the Habesha music that we listen to on the road trips, like, what the fuck, dude? But it's worth checking out, I guess. But Yeah, um, since you're even tall, too, all these bitches going to be looking at you, bro. <laughs> they're going to come dance, try to dance with you. For real? Is that the Did trap I... dad was talking about? He's like, yo, one of these bitches are going to try to trap you? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Because I'm tall. Interesting. Well, you're different. You look different. You know what I'm saying? But you, you look Habesha, but you're bigger, taller. And for the listeners, Habesha is a reference to people from East Africa, generally, Ethiopia and Eritrea. But maybe, like, what if dudes went there who weren't Habesha? Are they, like, screening people? Nah, nah. Anybody goes, just that they'll feel out of place. Oh. All right. Well, fellas, fellas, if you're a black dude, white dude, doesn't matter. Like, if you want those, like, Habesha girls, look it up. Just look up Ethiopian women or Eritrean women. Look them up. And if you like that, if you like what you're seeing, you're going to find plenty of them at these clubs. And <laughs> Bilal doesn't, can't tell me where they are right now. But um, if I find out, maybe I'll make a TikTok video and you guys can grab some of these honeys, too. And they're looking for, uh, are they looking for American men specifically? Yeah. You know, you'd be pissing me off, like. Uh, some of these house shows, they be getting with some West African dudes, bro. I'm just like, what the fuck, nigga? Why? What's that a problem? That's it. That's it. The problem to me, bro. I'm like, damn, hey, you don't like your own car. You don't want to uh, be with the house guy. You trying to go? Yeah, bro. Shit, weird. What? Why? <laughs> we don't own them, dude. I know we don't own, but it should. It should be. You know, what I'm saying? it should be <laughs> with you. Here's the thing, I get it. Like uh, a lot of Habesha men are not attractive, dude. They just aren't. Like, what are they supposed to do? You know, like there aren't plenty of guys like us who work out, dude. You know, a good amount of them actually want Habesha guys, but then there's like a, uh, a, a small group that's just like into like um, West Africans. I'm just like, and West Africans specific. My heart, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm just like confused. Yeah. Maybe I could pass. Do you think I could uh, pass as West African? <laughs> I don't think I look Habesha anymore, honestly. I, I don't know if you could pass. I don't know. I don't think you could pass. I thought it'd be funny if I went out on a date with a girl and try to convince her that I'm from the modern equivalent of what Wakanda would be today. <laughs> and then just tell her, like, I'm like a duke, uh, the equivalent of a duke. And come up with the whole saying and teach her a little bit about the language or whatever and just pretend I'm like Wakandan. And I would be saying, all right, no, there is no asteroid, but we are a country full of scientists and engineers, you know? <laughs> and then really sell it and then see if I can actually convince a girl I'm from Wakanda. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, they say, they say that Wakanda is in Ethiopia. Yeah, but at least my conversation with uh, Jalila... She was telling me like how there are a lot of people in Ethiopia who are well-educated, even in STEM, so scientists and engineers, but they have no jobs. And, and they go to like universities, they speak English, they know physics and software and all the STEM stuff just as much as we do. But 
there's no jobs for engineers in Ethiopia. And it blew my mind. I'm like, the reason why civilization can exist is because people are building technology to make it advance. If mm -hmm. the people who can do that don't even have work, don't have opportunities. Like she was explaining, she studied marketing and mm -hmm. she had a friend who studied engineering and the engineering program is way harder, much tougher and even longer. But she had a much better paying job than he did because mm -hmm. there are no jobs for engineers there. And I was like, what the fuck? This makes no sense to me. And I was thinking like, you know, like companies here in America could be hiring competent engineers from Africa, from Ethiopia specifically, at least. And they're not doing it. They just go to India or some other place. So maybe I could start that. I could start that. Ah, so you could be, you could be, what's it called? Uh, uh, a staffing agency. I guess, yeah. Yeah, because like the, the dilemma a lot of these guys have is, um, I think she was explaining to me like um, the travel visa and you, there's a certain amount of money you have to have in order to um, be able to leave the country. Not, it's not, I don't know how she just, I can't remember how she described it, but basically the idea is there's this small amount of money, at least small to us, but it's too, way too much for them. And so unless you come from a wealthy family who has good jobs, getting that travel visa is much easier when you do have money and you have a job and you come from a wealthier family. If you have nothing, it's nearly impossible because one, you don't have money and two, you can't even make the money because there are no, like for these engineers, there are no jobs for them. There's no jobs. There's no tech companies. There's no construction manufacturing companies in Ethiopia who, who can use all this talent there. And so literally they can't even come up with the money to get a travel visa or a visa in general or anything like that. That's crazy. You know what that means? You know what that means? Opportunity. I know, that's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking, too. Opportunity. That's what I was thinking. Hey, we got to partner up and do something out there, bro. That's crazy. Yeah, she was telling me, like, yo, if you ever want to visit, I can tell my family and they'll be happy to, like, host you and shit. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, see, the thing about, uh, like, uh, I was just, bro, they, they, they super friendly, you know? Super, dude. Super friendly. So they'll take you in as your own and feed you all that. Yeah. Crazy. You know what the great, because like she was telling me, you know, it, you need like 3,000, 5,000 or burr. So that's the, the currency, the Ethiopian currency burr to be able to even qualify for or to even pay for the app. I think she was saying to pay for the application to for a visa because it, it costs money to actually process your paperwork. Do you know how yeah. much that do you know how much that is in, in U.S. dollars? Mm, no. Under a hundred dollars, under a hundred U.S. dollars. Which is fucking crazy. That's all it costs. But they can't even come up with that kind of money. Wild. Mm. And then also, like, why would anyone... And the thing is, like, a company would have to basically sponsor them and say, all right, we'll pay. And then we'll also be responsible for, for them in this country. And we're employing them and all that. But people aren't, people aren't looking at Africa at all. They're not looking at Ethiopia. There's so, there's so much opportunity. But honestly, you know, we could even... Uh, satellites or uh what's it called what's that uh for the wi-fi shit what's it called like phone service uh starlink is that what you're thinking like no you know the antenna thing for phone service yeah cell towers cell towers we could set up cell towers there too if there isn't one already um, yeah and it provides wi-fi to everybody you know they have access online now yeah that alone you know what i'm saying 
and then and we could build out. There's so much things, bro. Dude, you could you start an internet a software company. You could literally buy. Exactly. You could literally buy it, it, even if you didn't want to deal with like the infrastructure problem, right? You could literally buy Starlink kits from mm-hmm. SpaceX and literally have internet, satellite mm-hmm. internet, and you'll be able to do the whole remote thing. If you wanted to, you don't even have to fucking be there if yeah. you don't want to. But apparently, you can live like a king there too, because you know the U.S. dollar goes a long way. It's crazy, dude. Crazy. Yeah, so, but this 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 gives us an opportunity to do good for you know uh, people back home. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, this I think it's a it's a it's it's a nice opportunity that can be mutually beneficial for everybody if the right person came along and just gave a fuck. That's what it would okay, take. Okay, I already know. I, I, I is very, like, connected to, you know, doing something like that. I think he told you, like, that in the podcast, too. Mm-hmm. Um, connecting with Ethiopia, Ahara community or whatever. Um, yeah. Build houses or whatever. Something like that. And, mm-hmm. uh, like, he wants to, like, do something for Ethiopia, Eritrea, you know what I'm saying? Um, I think we should just get a team going. Me and you, I, anybody who's interested. We come up with like a business plan, things that we could do, you know what I'm saying, and uh, bring it out over there. That That is a money maker on top of we're helping our people too. The thing I'm wondering is like, like, what are all these fobs here doing? You know, like if things are like this back home, why aren't they doing anything about it? Uh, no idea, bro. What the and that's the thing, you know what I'm saying? You look at, you look at the Jewish community, you look at the Armenians, you look at... Uh, uh, like other communities, like Chinese, me, I don't know. They they get together, pull their money together. You know what they say? If if one person's making money, five women are making money. You know what I'm yeah. saying? They they pull they, they 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 work together, and that's the one thing that I noticed that our community doesn't do. You know what I'm saying? We're all like, oh, we're gonna focus on getting our own money. Yeah. Imagine this. What if we actually pulled our money together to build something? Mm-hmm. That's gonna be insane. Like we'll be. Yeah, that's gonna be different. Like, look, look, look at, look at what the Jews doing. They, they basically control Israel. They basically all because of knowing what money is and working together. Here's the. I was literally driving and I was thinking about this. Like, this is not just a problem with like Ethiopia. This is a problem with a lot of African nations. Oh, 100%. this idea that I gotta worry about me first. 100%. And this. I get mine and I don't care what happens to everybody else. And it's a sort of survival strategy. But the problem is it keeps you down because the real growth happens in the collaborations. Like it's not just like when you have two people, you do double the work. No, no, no. It's it's almost like it's exponential. The more people who are cooperating together, it actually grows exponentially. It's not like, so when you have two people, it's, it's like two. It's like the effort is squared, not multiplied. You know. Yeah. And so that's what I think people miss in all this. So that's why when just a small group of people who are working together, a community can actually build something significant over time, and then also the compounding of time. So not thinking about tomorrow or today or next week, but thinking about years down the line. What are we all gonna have? And when you have that mindset, you make different decisions now. Instead of thinking, how do I get out of the country and then live in America and then just worry about myself? You think, yo, we can actually make our country better so that people after me don't even feel like coming to here because things are so good back home. 
But that idea never sinks in, never sinks in because maybe I don't know if it's like an inherent mindset, if it's a genetic component or if it's just they're so downtrodden that they can't see that as an opportunity. I don't know. So it's like I see the potential there, but I'm also kind of wary about whether or not the people back home have the mindset to make this a possible future and the work that it will require. Because again, something like this means you're going to be paying a lot of effort and and work in the near term for something long term that will work out better for everybody. And so that means you are thinking decades into the future. Mm -hmm. But I don't think people are thinking that way. And I don't think it's something you can even teach. Some people are just born thinking years into the future. Some people Mm. cannot see past tomorrow. So I don't know. I don't know. I I do. That's why I feel like I do have to make a trip to Ethiopia and see what it really is. And Julia was willing. She said, yo, if you're ever going, I actually haven't been home in a while. She would be willing to be like a tour guide and everything. So if you want to come too, she invited you too. Okay. Um, Yeah, I'm down. So we'll see. I'll, I'll look into it. Uh, I'll see more about the th- situation on the ground. And I'll have more conversations with Jalila to see if there is. Because th- for me, this is a expedition to learn, not just to like, oh, it's a fucking vacation. I don't think I, I, okay. I, I, don't think I can justify vacations anymore. If I'm going to go somewhere, I want to learn something. We could get an LSC. And then uh, put that on a business expense. Yeah, I mean, Make I don't imagine it costing that much, I guess. But I don't imagine it costing that much to... The flight might be expensive, but... The might be lodging, a total of like 3000 That's 3, not, bad. Uh, not bad. Or, yeah, it might be, yeah. All right, but I'll look into it. But yeah, it'd be interesting. Maybe there is all this untapped opportunity. Or maybe other people have tried it and they failed. You know, that's also a possibility. So... Uh, that's why I think it's a, the investigation part is important because maybe there's got to have been people before us, before yeah. who've seen this and saw it as an opportunity and it just didn't work out because maybe there's just some things I don't know. But as far as I, but the way she was explaining to me, I was just like, no way, no way, this can't be it. That's it, money. That's the only thing. Yeah, um, we gotta for sure like do something, bro. That's I don't know, man. Yeah, listeners, I think apparently there's a lot of opportunity out there. Like, I know Akon's trying to do his thing with Senegal, but... Yeah, I mean, that's the city, man. Yeah. It'd be cool if Addis becomes my city. <laughs> Just take it over. <laughs> yeah. Nah, but it's cool. Then I, I feel like I'm going to have to learn Amharic, too. Again. Yeah, maybe, yeah. I don't know, because, like, I'm thinking, like, the immigrant mindset, at least from Africa, it's like, all right, hustle. If you have to lie and cheat to get ahead, they'll do it. That's the part I don't really fuck with. And I'm really all about that honesty shit, even to a fault, even when I shouldn't be, which is what I'm realizing. I don't know. Maybe that's that's part of the reason why I just want to get canceled, to get out of the way. Because <clears throat> I know eventually I will be. Like, it's happening to a bunch of people now. But Oh, you got, you got kicked off TikTok, huh? Oh, yeah. TikTok. Li- Wait. Did I tell you what happened? No, I saw you with uh, on a video or something like that on Instagram. Uh, TikTok Live, yeah. I was on TikTok Live last Sunday. We were talking about <laughs> circumcision, <laughs> and somehow it got caught up in the in the hate speech algorithm detection thing. And uh, like thirty minutes in, it banned me. And it was weird because we didn't say anything hateful. 
like but i guess there are certain keywords in that type of conversation that could trigger the ban so i got a one-week ban um i appealed it but i haven't heard anything back but the last time i appealed a content violation i actually won it so but yeah lesson don't talk about circumcision <laughs> oh man yeah you gotta start going rumble now i gotta start what go on rumble I guess, <laughs> yeah. Live stream. That's the thing. <laughs> Go on, Rumble. No, I was thinking like I have to live stream on multiple platforms. So literally after I got banned there, uh, I, I was like, you know what, fuck it. Let me just go on Instagram. It's usually dead because it says it's notifying people, but I don't think people are getting the notifications or they have notifications turned off. So the only person who showed up for Instagram was Hysim. So we just had a conversation about content creation and stuff since he's a streamer and all that. It was cool, but I like to Yeah, because... Instagram is dead. Like, like they don't have good live shit. But, yeah. But, uh, yeah, TikTok is, they somehow, like, they know what they're doing, bro. It's just crazy. At least in terms of, like, engaging with the audience, it's good. But I don't know if you've seen some of the TikTok lives on Instagram. They're pretty trash. Or on TikTok, the TikTok lives. Some yeah. of the people, it's weak sauce. And I know I could take over if I wanted to. Which is what I'm trying to do. Like, I'm trying to bring elevated content here. Or at least mm. I feel like I have a duty to be entertaining and interesting, which a lot of these people on there aren't. So I'm working on that. But What's, what's the highest number you got so far of, of people? What? Watching? Yeah. I mean, there's people coming in and out all the time. I think at some point, it's a few weeks ago, I had like 25, 30 people watching at once. But mm. it, I don't know. It, because people come in and they leave. People come in and they leave. So it's constantly changing or whatever. Um, but the engagement's pretty high. A lot the comments are hard to keep up with. Uh, a lot of people comment? Dude, yeah. It's like people show up. People are keep coming back to the live every week. Like literally, I have regular viewers. It's crazy. Yeah. Like Jalila. <laughs> yeah. Jalila, um, there's another woman, Eliza. We um faith and, that we we talked to last too. week faith. Yeah, faith, faith yeah 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 and there's this other person i don't know if they put their name on but their handle is like love underscore something she and it's usually women it's weird <laughs> all the shit i've said <laughs> but it's women who are watching it and they're like yeah no i don't think you're that offensive you just maybe you say things in a weird in a way that supposed to come off offensive but they end up agreeing with me and stuff and it's been good and dude That's i what swear to god what does he do? Like that, right? What? It, it may come out, it seems like offensive, but it's really like, if you think about it, it uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, basically. I mean, and I think that's the thing, like, people are missing with the whole Andrew Tate thing. Like, if they think Andrew Tate's, he's the tame one. I don't think they understand. Like, you probably don't know some of the other people who are out here. Not just specifically on relationships or whatever, but he's not that bad if you see some of the other things. Like, you know Black Phillip, right? Yeah. Uh, that's the Patrice O'Neill radio show. I think Reedwan talked about it once on this podcast. He, he was on the Opie and Anthony show years back. And they had this show called The Black Phillip Show. He, was, he, he called it The Black Phillip Show because he's like the black Dr. Phil. And guys would call in. Basically, Patrice O'Neill, based on his experience with women, is talking about how, to, his, how he does things. And basically, it's a lot of what tate says except he's a comedian so it's hella funny and <laughs> and it's like if women only knew that there's probably way 
there's other things that men could resonate with that they might find more offensive. It's like Tate is not. And also, like, I was also thinking about this today. Like, women will destroy your idols and your heroes if you let them. And what men are trying to do now is, like, defend him the way, because one of the things women do is attack character, right? Instead of attacking the things he's saying, they're just saying he's a bad guy. Mm -hmm. They can't just come out and say, look, here's why his, the things he's saying is wrong. No, because obviously a lot of guys agree with what he's saying about like relationship dynamics and self-improvement and stuff. So instead, what do they do? They attack character. It's a very common female tactic. They do this amongst themselves too. Like women don't attack each other physically. They just talk bad about each other. That's all they do. And so that's the feminine tactic. And what men are falling into, the trap, is responding the way women respond. You're behaving like women when you're like, no, 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 his character, he's blah, blah, blah. No, he's not that bad. And then you're trying to like defend his character when really that's not the point. We're talking about his message here. And so I think men have to come to this understanding, especially young men, because it's young men who are looking for the guidance that this guy is bringing is to just say, you know what? Sometimes we like the things bad people say. Shut up. That's it. Just leave it at that. Just agree and amplify. Oh, you think he's bad? Okay, he might be bad. But what he's saying is still relevant and it's still true. And it happens to improve our lives as well. So fuck it. Who cares? Like, men care too much what women think. And their opinion on this doesn't matter. And so instead of trying to explain it and rationalize just dismiss them they're not even serious dude they're not serious like a lot of women tend to lean socialists too you can attack their idols marx like fucking che Guevara, all these people in politics or or like margaret singer with abortion and all that stuff that they worship or all these things like their heroes are bad too it's just they're not attacked because men don't attack people's characters they attack the arguments generally and so men don't operate the way women do and men shouldn't but they're trying to and i think that's a mistake just say fuck it all right if he's accused he's accused but he's innocent until proven guilty as far as i'm concerned and yeah what what do you disagree about his message and if women want to give stupid arguments or whatever, just tell them to shut up. That's it. It's like, do you know how many feminists I've dated, dude? Like, do you know how many who completely disagree with my politics? And yet we date. How? How? I think men think that by disagreeing with them or being associated with these, these things that it's going to keep them from getting laid. No, it won't. It won't. In fact, it'll make it easier to get laid. It might actually make it easier to get laid. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude, it blows my mind. So <laughs> lean into it. Lean into it is what I would say. You look like a pussy if you agree to that shit. Dude, I don't know, man. These guys. And here's, yeah, I don't know. So I, have, I, I thought about making a video about that too. But I don't want to lean too heavy into the relationship stuff because I've been doing a lot of those lately. And that's just because there are things that got brought up in the latest episodes of the podcast. So, plus, I think men naturally do are drawn to the nihilistic, doom, anarchy, chaos kind of vibe. That's why, you know, a lot of men like the movies Fight Club. They like The Matrix. They like, what's another movie that's like that? Like, they identify with characters like that, like the Joker, who's like all chaos. But I, I don't want to become the next Andrew Tate, though. I really don't. Not that I can be. I, I think I need to have a Bugatti first. So maybe I'll get the Bugatti first. 
and then I'll maybe I should consider it then. <laughs> you gotta care about money now. Yeah, I guess. Ah, man. You know, I, I've been trying to think. I, I've been trying to rewire my brain into caring about money. And so what I've been doing is like all the things in my life that are just so like the things that people generally deal with, like waiting in lines. If I'm rich, I don't have to deal with this bullshit. I'm at the airport. I can just go to the premier lounge instead of waiting with these people with my bags waiting for my boarding group bullshit, you know? Or like, <laughs> or like uh, I could be sitting in the front of the plane with the more comfier seats so I don't have to deal with like the cramped leg room or the guy in front of me who's going to lean his chair back knowing full well there's a tall guy behind him, you know? <laughs> like Yeah, like first class. Yeah, I don't have yeah. to deal with this bullshit. Like when I go to a city, I can actually rent a nice hotel and not have to deal with like waiting for the laundry to be free at this comfort suites you know yeah i think like this uh money will buy you time or will give you your time back you know what i'm saying so you'll have a lot more freedom to do anything you want um like if you want to travel just say fuck it i don't, I don't care today like you got the money like the fuck you money you know what i'm saying I don't know if that would work for me because I already do what I want. It's the thing. Like I, I, I think my my strategy to le learning to care more about money is not having to deal with bullshit that everybody else has to deal with. I fucking do hate think, lines. Do you think the reason why you all feel this way is because you saved up all that money and now you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I mean we talked about this before. Like I, so, I'm too comfortable. So it's because of all the money you saved. Um, I don't know if it's because of it, but, be, but I have it. So I'm not worried about making, I'm not worried. About, not even that, like, I'm not in a desperate situation to pay bills right now. I'm not. So, so if do, I you, were, do you, do you, do you wish you were in a situation where you didn't save that money and instead you're, you need the money now? Uh, no, because the. The money at this point has given me the freedom to explore things that I actually enjoy doing. So like, I would not have thought about starting a software company uh, by myself with no skills if I didn't have money in the bank. Because how could I do that? That wouldn't make any rational sense. Um, you could become a recruiter. A recruiter? <laughs> yeah. I would consider a job like that if I didn't have money. Yeah. I would. But then... Like all the things I've been doing, all the stuff I've been making, the videos, the music, all that stuff, none of this would have been possible if I didn't have the money. Plus, I think most importantly, it gives me peace of mind. I sleep easy. I don't wake up with an alarm clock. All these things is because I have money in the bank. And those are the things that allow me to pursue the things I want to pursue. Now, the question is now, I have all these skills that I've put together over the last year and a half that are clearly monetizable. If I cared to get a job, I could get a job doing any one of these things. But I don't care to get a job because I like my freedom. So now the point, I have to be motivated enough to turn this into a business. A business. That's, you know what, I'm not gonna even say the scale part. It just needs to be a monetizable thing. It's hard to be motivated to do that if I don't care about money. So it's given me the peace of mind so I do like having that. And none of what I learned over the last year and a half would have been possible if I didn't have it. So no, I don't regret having it. But I do need to care more about money so that I can actually be focused on the monetization part, which I'm not right now. You should, you should have bigger goals then, you know? Yeah, and so that's why I like this whole Ethiopian opportunity yeah. helping people. That's 
one like yeah the, the whole with the software thing like i yeah. don't like how i don't know if you're aware of the twitter files but basically like there's been a lot of censorship over the last few years on twitter and it's all being revealed now that elon owns twitter he's just been releasing a lot of the files to a bunch of independent reporters who've been reporting different lanes and censorship and all the shady shit that's been happening on social media and this affects people who are on my side of the political aisle way more because these platforms are have positions that are completely counter to my politics and the people on the right. And so I think it is important that people on the right start making software and start competing and still being able to use the tools that exist, but also be able to grow their, their own audience. And so I'm learning through Table Moments the challenges that they face because I do make controversial content, at least for the social media stuff. So it would I think that has to be my lane, the, the helping people on the right or conservatives or even just people who are outside of the norm, who are in danger of losing their livelihoods or audiences that they've built because of who they are and what they're saying. And so I built software for them mm. and it would affect me. And it is a bigger vision. It is a bigger goal and it is a bigger purpose than just money. And if I could make money and then add the money to that. And I think that might be my lane. I think that might mm -hmm. be how I do this, but I'm still figuring it out. Yeah. Still figuring it out. I don't know. It's a different problem. I think than most people go through, mm -hmm. which I don't know. Maybe that's why people have co-founders. <laughs> That make that makes way more sense now. <laughs> I didn't realize it back back when I started this shit, but yeah, it makes sense why people have co-founders because they all focus on different things. Like, mm. I think I think we mentioned this before: hacker, hipster, and hustler. Those are the three you need at least to start something. So, like, the hacker is the guy who can build the thing, the product or the tech or whatever. And then you need the hipster, the guy who understands public sentiment and culture who sees the trends in the populace and who can uh, guide the overarching vision for the business because mm -hmm. they have a connection with the zeitgeist, the people, or at least the customer base or the industry. Yeah. And then you have the hustler, who's the money guy, the guy who's so focused on making the money. And he's like, That's look, me. yeah. And so you need those three. You need those three. Yeah, we don't have a hipster. Um, yeah. We need a hipster. <laughs> Yeah, get a hipster, man. I think that'll we, we already have someone in mind we're trying okay. to bring out. Yeah, so that person is going to be huge help, by the way. Oh, they're yeah. bringing so much business out, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, their connections is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. So those are the three. And right now, I'm trying to play all three. Yeah, like you said, it's exponential when you have team, teammates, mm -hmm. people you work with, you know. Um, you just need people that are just as motivated as you, though. That's the problem. Yeah. You know, I started Muay Thai. Oh, really? Yeah, I've been doing it for two weeks now. You said Muay Thai? Yeah. Are they making you do a bunch of shin exercises? Uh, I do a lot of blocking with my shin and do a lot of kicks and knees and um, elbows. It's pretty fun. It's so fun. I didn't think I'd have this much fun. I'm never gonna spar with Muay Thai. Yeah, Why not? It's not good for the brain. What do you like, mean uh, brain? you could get concussions, all that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, oh. not, it's not good. So, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, you wanna, you wanna just only learn how to do the style, and then, um, you know. What if you ever have to use it? 
yeah, you, you use it on the street. You know what I'm saying? If you have to. But, uh, no, but it's different. <laughs> dude, you can't learn different. the theory without actually like doing the real shit, dude. But you gotta, you gotta get the actual feel of how to use it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's all muscle memory. You gotta train your body to know how, what to kick, what, how to kick. And by the time like you're ready to fight someone, and and the altercation happens, you know, on the sea or whatever, then you you gonna you gonna remember that shit. It's muscle memory. Yeah, but still, like the intensity. And think about it. Think about it. A lot of fights that happen on the sea, niggas can't last. They last probably like thirty seconds and breathing like a motherfucker. Hey, you go to yeah. train like more time, nigga. I'm sweating every day, fucking hour, two hours. I know, I know, I know, but dude, you're actually, if you're in a street fight, part of the reason why they're out of breath and gas too is because of the adrenaline. They're not controlling the breathing because they've never been in a serious fight like that before. That's what I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. No, 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 they don't know but how to, like, if you don't spar, you're not a, you're not actually learning how to fight fight. That, like if you're in that situation, yeah. you might have the skills, you have the muscle memory, but when you are in combat in the street and you got to use the shit, you're going to be gassed too because you're you haven't been in a situation where you have to put these skills to a test you have to spar uh, i disagree especially especially with muay thai try just one spar session dude see if you like it see uh, how you act no, no, see how you <laughs> act just see when you're putting Maybe. the ring and you got to perform i, I gotta like, give myself at least a year and if, if i'm gonna uh, you should and just I, go next session just like put me in the ring like, <laughs> uh, you, you, have, you have to be like an advanced uh, in order to do sparring because it gets crazy in sparring. Here's also another reason why you should spar. To know what it feels like to get hit. Yeah, nice. <laughs> That's part of fighting. You're going to get hit. Just you're not flinching hit, yeah. and not like, <laughs> nah, dude, you're not going to dodge. The, so you need yeah. to know what it feels like to get hit. So, and that's so you don't freeze up or you don't, I don't know. All right. <laughs> Think about it. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, I'll give myself a year before I do it. All right. Cool. For sure.